Welcome to Bipolar Bicoastal. I'm Anna. And I'm Maria. We're twins living on opposite coasts. Here to talk about navigating life while bipolar. Welcome back, everybody. I know we have missed the last two. Yes. Yes. But Anna and I are together recording in the same closet. Yes. We missed the last two because we had our grandfather's memorial service, and we just thought that we could record that week and end up not feeling like the right thing to do. And then last week, Maria was driving across the country, allegedly to go to New York, but then halfway through, switched routes to come to Baltimore. So we've been hanging out for the past two weeks. Yeah, theoretically, I have a job starting in November, but in, also... In New York. In New York. But well, was supposed to start... Uh, this past week, and uh, it did not. It got pushed because of COVID. That's showbiz, baby. That's the biz. Yes. And so we're very excited. We are going to be doing a new series. It's for ADD Awareness Month. We're going to be having on some guests to talk about their experiences with ADD and ADHD. But first, we thought we would do an episode about Anna's experience with ADD and ADHD to kind of like get the ball rolling. Yeah, it's going to be kind of a, a short one because my history of the diagnosis is not that, I don't know, it doesn't feel that official to me, and mm-hmm. it's not like a diagnosis I really like sit comfortably in, but I think it's a real one. <laughs> I don't know. It's like an imposter syndrome thing for me, like that, the things that make it so hard for me to like be a functional person in this world are like a set thing of criteria, not just, like, my personal failings. (laughs) Classic. But, like, it has been confirmed by, you know, I I guess, like, the first thing to say is I I haven't ever gone through, like, really extensive testing. I'm currently seeing a nurse practitioner who told me that she did not need to put me through that testing because that's majority for schools. I don't know that she realizes that I still am in school or, like, she just forgets. So if I ever had to apply for accommodations... I would need that testing, I believe. Maybe one day we'll do, like, an episode on, like, how to advocate for yourself in mental health care appointments because I have yeah. a really hard time with it. And, like, I don't feel great about <laughs> my ability to do that, especially when it comes to stuff like yeah. this. I'd always been a kid who struggled with, like, organization and focusing. I remember that in middle school, I would turn in assignments and I wouldn't even get graded fully on them because they couldn't read my handwriting or I feel like because of this stuff, like, I've always had this idea, like, that I'm just not doing things the proper way or, like, doing them the way that, like, everyone else does and, like, I don't know, this is, like, hard for me to talk about. I just don't really like... Yeah, it's just something I've struggled with a lot and it's I've struggled a lot with feeling like I'm just not doing as much as I should be or doing things as well as I should be or... I'm just lazy or I'm just, like, careless. And so, yeah, so to me, I, like, wanted to record this in case someone felt similarly, but it's also hard because I don't think this is true of anyone else with a diagnosis, but for me, it feels like it's an excuse for why I've done so poorly in school or it's an excuse for why it takes me, like, 30 minutes from starting to leave the house to actually leaving the house and stuff like that, and I also know that ADD presents in a lot of different ways, and that's why I'm excited to do the series, because we'll get to hear a bunch of people's experiences and stuff like that, and I've also been told that I'm just not trying hard enough, I mean, it's not just, like, only, like, internalized stuff, it's been very much so external. Our family functions pretty highly, and so 
to be smart but not to be doing well in school or to be smart but not to be doing as well as them in school. Sorry, Maria, like you included. Yeah. It makes me feel... I've been told directly and indirectly that it's because I'm just not trying or... Mm-hmm. I just don't care enough to, or I'm, if I just sat down and did things, like, that's the main thing. Like, if I could just sit down and actually do something, like, then I wouldn't be having such a hard time. But when I do sit down to do stuff, it takes me, like, hours and hours to get through what should be a really quick assignment because I have such trouble focusing. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'll do little tricks for myself, like, I'll set a timer for 20 minutes and then for five minutes and that helps but it's just like it's not enough and I also haven't been given that many tools for dealing with it to be honest because no one's ever taken the time to like really work through it with me so yeah so I first got the diagnosis after my first year of college as has been mentioned on this podcast I feel like a million times at this point right I failed a class my first semester I got C's I got I think a D in there, maybe more than one. And even the classes that I passed, it was because professors just weren't either noticing or were being kind and like not acknowledging that I hadn't turned in certain assignments. And right. I would spend hours in the library. It just wasn't like the most productive of times. And after my first year, my mom was really concerned that I wasn't performing to the levels that she expected academically. And I was really unhappy with my performance too. So I saw a therapist and she gave me a diagnosis and I was prescribed amphetamine salts then I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure the exact time for that, which is like Adderall. It's a, it's a stimulant. But then when I would take them, I would like either hyper-focus on, on things that weren't important. Like I would do my four-year plan and I was like, you didn't need to do that tonight. You need to do an essay. Or I would shop for really specific gifts for everyone that I lived with my second year in college and then I came home and I took it more consistently and it did help I was at community college but also what helped with that was that I wasn't such a perfectionist with things so I like knew that I was performing at a level higher than most people because I had just school to focus on and the assignments were a little bit easier and things like that but it would still make me feel funny and then um I wouldn't take it every day, but if I did, it would make me feel, like, really amped up. And then Mm -hmm. it turns out that's probably hypomania in hindsight because that's what happens when you take a stimulant when... Or that's what happened for me when I took a stimulant when I was bipolar, but that Mm -hmm. was before diagnosis. And then since diagnosis, I hadn't thought that you could even take medication for it. And my nurse practitioner... I don't have a psychiatrist, I have a nurse practitioner now because of my insurance, said that there's, like, this blood pressure medication you can take that interacts okay with bipolar the one thing is like it does like it causes a lot of the same issues that lithium does so you really do have to be careful about staying hydrated and i haven't started it yet but hopefully that'll help and we'll check back in with that out of the series have you gotten it filled yet no i tried to get it filled and my insurance the person who ran it was the um, pharmacist said that my it wasn't approved through my health insurance and it turns out it was but she didn't tell me until after i was already home so i have to go back and get it right but anyways all of this to say i mean i I just feel like i don't have that much to say about it because it's hard for me to parse out what's the add and what is just like me like it's a little different than bipolar disorder because that's like a mood disorder and like you're either depressed or you're manic or you're not at least that's how i see it Mm -hmm. and like with the add it's not like i'm like 
I have it or I don't have it or, you know, it's like it's there always. So it's mm-hmm. like hard to tell what's that and like what's my personality and maybe people can relate to that too. I don't know. But I feel like a lot of the people who I've heard talk about it are really firmly set in their diagnosis and yeah. like feel really comfortable with it. And I just like never have. Like one of the things that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is like a, if this is a thing or not, but I'm fine with like standardized testing. Like I do well in standardized tests. It's like mm-hmm. the before part where I'm like having to like motivate myself to just sit down yeah. and like go through questions and stuff like that. If there's no real urgency to it, that's yeah. hard for me. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. I think that's a good start. I mean, so what we hope with the series is we're going to like learn more from people who have had the diagnosis for different amounts of time and like Mm -hmm. have different understandings of it. And then hopefully, I mean, A, we'll just learn more about these people and like ADD and ADHD. I mean, I'd Mm -hmm. love to know the difference between the two. I feel like I don't have a strong understanding of that. Yeah. But I think also we're just going to figure out more for you like how many people have you like talked in depth about ADD and ADHD too I've talked with a few people who we're going to be interviewing a little bit but not really and I think yeah. like part of it is I don't want to like conflate our two experiences because I just I haven't always felt like I actually do have it but yeah it'll be interesting to hear what they have to say and like yeah. if things resonate with me and also hopefully for our, selfishly it's for me but also hopefully for all of you anyone who's wondered about that or as people in their life they're like why is this person so frustrating like I feel like I'm a frustrating person to be around which I know is a bad thing to say (laughs) I would (laughs) I would really disagree with that no but people like sorry I'm crying for those who can't see just I feel like people People have really made me to feel, not that anyone can make you feel anything, but have really done their hardest to make me feel as though there's something wrong with me. And, like, the way that I move through the world is, like, difficult for them because, like, makes their lives harder. It makes my life harder for no reason. And I think that there is a reason, but even if I didn't have that diagnosis, like... No one should make me feel that way, but, like, people definitely do. Like, I've dated people who've gotten so frustrated with me, like, leaving something behind that I needed. Yeah. Or, like, just people, like, we went on... Yeah, I mean, you know, we've traveled with friends and, like... Yeah. My lack of executive functioning skills and, like, ability to remember things if I don't have like if I'm out of my routine if I'm out of Mm -hmm. like the system I have like it's really hard for me so if I'm at someone else's house or if I'm traveling like it's easy for me to lose things or forget things and yeah like I've just been made to feel like inconsiderate or like stupid for those things or like that I'm making people's lives around me more difficult and it's not intentional on my end, but I feel like there's not a lot of, like, sympathy or empathy for these kind of issues versus something like... Yeah. yeah like, I just think that's a little bit more, like, hidden than things like... Yeah. Bipolar. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's just hard. It just makes me... This is just something I feel a lot of shame about, obviously, 
And, like, that's definitely something I need to work through. But anyways, I'm hoping, like, talking <laughs> with people who I yeah. really respect and who I, like, have a lot of, yeah, just respect for will be helpful in terms of, like, more accepting this part of myself, too. And hopefully anyone listening who, like, feels similarly will have a similar experience. It's just not something to, like, I feel like I've talked about my bipolar diagnosis, like, yeah, hundreds of times at this point, and I don't really talk about this, because it feels like I'm making excuses, or a crutch, or, like, something that, like, people will then put me into a category of, like, oh, unreliable, or, oh, like, flaky, or, like, yeah. oh, don't give them responsibility at work, or something. I also want to say, because of doing this podcast, we've heard so many people who've had, like, really similar experiences to, with bipolar disorder. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of, like, taken a lot of the shame out in that way. Because it's like, oh, right, yeah. that's, like, really similar to other people. And I guess it is, like, a mental, like, illness or health thing. And so my hope is that by talking to other people, it's going to, like, A, maybe anyone listening who... I'm sure you're not the only person who has, like, a bipolar and possibly ADD or ADHD diagnosis. Yeah. So, hopefully, it'll help, because I think there's a lot of... I mean, I think there's a reason there's, like, a bajillion, like, methods to, like, write better and, like, consistently and, like, actually focus. Like, I think it is just difficult to focus and stuff like that in general. As human beings, like, it's not the most natural thing to, like, sit at a computer and, like... right like I personally like I have a hard time like focusing and writing too but that's more like an anxiety thing and like yeah you're saying like perfectionist thing and stuff like that so I think there's a spectrum for sure yeah and then also I think there's a conflation between I don't know if conflation is the right word but like having depression and executive functioning like differences from like neurotypical people or whatever like that combination is just difficult to work through if you're in an environment like school where like there's just like this constant yeah but i'm not depressed now yeah i I hear you're saying i also think our family and the environment that we grew up in there just like wasn't there wasn't a lot of room for like people who had a hard time doing yeah things yeah you were just expected to perform at a certain level and yeah not to like I'm not saying this is, like, a criticism of you, but, you know, when you're getting compared to someone all the time who does things, like, much more easily, and then it's like, well, then why aren't you doing them the same way? Maria never said this, but, like, people have implied it or pointed it out, or or I've just felt it, too, so. Having an identical twin or or twin at all, especially as a girl, you're compared a lot to each other by other people and like there's definitely things that I've always well we were I don't know if everyone is but we definitely were yeah and there's definitely things that I felt like I don't measure up to you and yeah Yeah. it is tough yeah it's just shitty like the amount of pressure that I've felt placed on me or that I've placed on myself to be different than the way that I am and it would be nice if we just lived in a kinder gentler society and if we had grown up in a kinder, gentler environment when it came to stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we're starting from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk with everyone. It's people who've had different amounts of times that they've been diagnosed and different experiences with it. It should be really good. 
I think it's going to be really, really interesting to listen to. If it's not good, it's mine and Anna's fault because the guests are really good. The guests are really always ask bad questions. Yeah. If you all have any questions for any of them, please send them in. Bipolarbycoastal.gmail.com. We would love to hear what kind of topics and stuff you want to ask them about or hear from them about. Yeah. If you relate at all to what I was talking about, please write in. It's very lonely sometimes. Yeah, and if you have someone in your life who has ADD or ADHD who's really frustrating, I would just, like, email as well just specific things that you're frustrated by. Well, you can send it to them, too. Yeah, I think they'd love to hear that. They just need to know what they're not doing well so that they can fix it, you know? Yeah, people who have a hard time with things that are really valued in society, Mm -hmm. I think, like to hear about the ways that they're, like, Because they don't know. They don't don't know. know. Yeah, no one's telling them. Uh, Yeah, so thank you for listening, and um, if you're having any mental health issues, like, I would just take a walk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you tried yoga? Yeah. Great. Okay. You can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash bipolar bicoastal. We're going to be recording a news roundup right after this, one that involves bipolar disorder and the death penalty, so that's going to be really interesting. Um, We have a secret Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash bipolar bicoastal secret. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, bipolar bicoastal. And again, you can email us at bipolarbicoastal at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Take a walk. (laughs) Take a walk. (laughs)